Hey, I'm Dr. Timothy Chen. And I'm Melissa Wood. And welcome to Common Sense Medicine. The goal of this podcast is to break down complex medical problems and make them common sense so that we can all learn and have better control of our health. Yes, and remember, this is a podcast for information purposes only. It's not medical advice, so if you need anything additional, speak to your provider. And with that being said, let's start our next episode. Let's do it. Here we go. All right. All right, Melissa, another. Here we go. (laughs) Here we go. We got to make sure our gear is working this time. Um, So another episode of Common Sense Medicine. This is part two of last week's Mm -hmm. episode, which is essentially talking about cancer. Mm -hmm. But today we're going to focus a little bit more, not so much on screening, but Mm -hmm. prevention, which is our business. Mm -hmm. Yeah, Yeah. Melissa, so probably today the outline we'll start off with is what exactly is cancer? Mm -hmm. And once you kind of understand what cancer is, uh, then we can talk about how to prevent it and maybe why these prevention strategies might work and how you can apply it to your own life. Sounds great. Sounds good. <laughs> All right, Melissa, well, let's start off with the big question. You know, it's a scary word. Cancer is definitely a scary disease. It kills a lot of people. Um, but what exactly is it? Yeah, so cancer is a... <laughs> that's real close. Um, you know, it's a replication of... Uh, or an abnormal replication mm-hmm. of cells. Right. So um, it's where they're... Um, duplicating more rapidly or mutating abnormally Mm -hmm. and um that creates a foreign um you know in most cases tumor in the body um and that also those cells can spread to other areas of the body exactly exactly so you're exactly right it is actually your own cells um and so it's very interesting because we think it kind of pops up out of nowhere but based on a couple of studies there are always cells that are not multiplying correctly inside Mm -hmm. your body i mean think about it you got millions and millions of cells or you know billions trying to replicate and grow and do its normal activity Um, But if one of them goes off wonky, that's kind of where it can start. Now, usually your immune system does a very, very good job killing those things, right? Because your immune system is an amazing hunter. If it does not fall in line, your immune system will nick it. But sometimes cancer has a really good job, does a really good job of hiding itself, right? Because it doesn't want to die. And so what it will do is it will mutate and grow and grow and grow um, there. And then once it grows big enough, it'll actually move and it has to seed somewhere else. So that's when it starts spreading. But all that being said, it's a tricky thing because all treatments deal essentially with trying to kill yourself mm-hmm. without killing yourself. Yeah. I mean, you've got to attack those cells, which, you know, unfortunately with cancer treatments there's no way to really target just those cells specifically so all of your cells take a hit when it comes to treating exactly yeah yeah no exactly right i mean for a while there have been a couple of breakthroughs um but the biggest one i think was in the early 90s when they said we're going to target a dna mutation right so this actually started with uh a leukemia type and they found there was a mutation specifically that uh to this type of leukemia and once they unlocked it they're like that's it we're gonna figure it out uh unfortunately it's been 30 oh my i'm old i remember the <laughs> 90s <laughs> You know, it's been 30 years uh, and we're not really that much closer because there are literally hundreds of mutations. Sometimes even in the same family, like colon cancer, there's bajillions of mutations. There's never just one. And so it's very hard to make a drug that targets one. 
Mm-hmm. Right. So our best bet, with all that being said, is prevention. Mm-hmm. Right. And yeah. if if the problem is DNA and、uh, damages to DNA and issues with multiplying, then maybe things that can help us prevent damage. Or a a or keep our immune system strong so it knows what to do is probably helpful. Yeah, yeah, you know, and we see rates of、um, you're good, Melissa, <laughs> <laughs> of cancer changing over time,、mm-hmm. and you know, we there's always the question: Is it because we're just detecting it more often, or、mm-hmm. is something in our environment or genetics changing? And a lot of it is environmental. You、Absolutely. know, our diets are so much different. We're way more sedentary.、Um, there's so many things that go into that.、Um, some of it can be a little bit of genetic as well. There are certain types of cancer that are more genetically predisposed, but. Um, even certain things will turn on and off certain genes,、mm-hmm. depending on lifestyle. And so we can talk a little bit about, you know, and that's really kind of what this whole episode is about: is kind of what preventative measures, what lifestyle, environmental things that you need to pay attention to.、Um, Maybe th- some things to avoid, like、mm-hmm. uh, known carcinogens, like、right. cigarettes. You know, <laughs>、yes. um, certain things that that you can avoid to reduce your risk. Exactly. Yeah, and we'll even talk about things like certain vaccines, right? Certain、mm-hmm. vaccines have come out that really maybe affect how viruses that can really alter our DNA, which is kind of what they're designed to do. Certain ones,、uh, how certain vaccines have shown a decreasing abil- ability to decrease certain cancer risk.、Mm-hmm. Um, so actually, we'll start with that part with food first. Melissa, so you know one of the things that causes the cell or DNA damage is something called inflammation, right? And so all these influencers are talking、mm-hmm. about inflammation and, and drink-, drink your lemon water. <laughs> <laughs> exactly.、Um, right. So, chronic inflammation, which is something that our body wasn't really designed to do,、uh, deal with,、uh, is essentially over time what causes cells to mutate and. Change short-term inflammation. You cut your leg, you get an infection. Your immune system makes inflammation to fix that. That's normal. That's what's supposed to happen. But chronic inflammation, like chronically poor diet, or chronically high sugar, or chronically high blood pressure, or all these things that our body isn't designed to deal with. Maybe maybe designed okay for five years, but ten years, twenty years, thirty years. Now it's having a hard time keeping up with all the damage to the DNA, so it starts mutating.、Um, so one of the ways to deal with inflammation is by food. Right, because when inflammation happens, they produce something called free radicals, and this is where you hear words like antioxidant. Yes, yeah, because it's supposed to fix those free radicals. Yeah, yeah. and they're putting this in tablets now. <laughs> <That's right. laughs> So,、exactly. but it originally, you know, comes from food.、Yeah. So,、um, so in most cases, yeah, you can eat certain foods that are high in antioxidants.、Um, it does help those free radicals,、mm-hmm. um, you know. And and these are fruits and vegetables.、Yes. You know, it's not like you have to go hunting for them. Really,、mm-hmm. you know,、um, things with. Deep colors, you know,、mm-hmm. variety of colors. You're getting a whole range of of good antioxidants when you eat your fruits and vegetables. Yes. So everybody that's trying to eliminate fruits and vegetables <laughs> and saying like they're going to kill you, they won't.、Mm-mm. I mean, our, mankind. I mean, our society has thrived on fruits and vegetables. And again, I mean, if you listen to our podcast two weeks ago on the Blue Zones. I mean, we've said it before. It's really, really hard to do very, very good.、Um, Nutritional studies because there's so many variables, but sometimes you can see trends. And what we saw from the blue zones was that 
Those people mainly eat lots and lots of fruits and vegetables, different types, different varieties.、Uh, and as a trend, that seems to be the most protective against cancers.、Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. So. so it always keeps going back to just like what your mom told you. Yeah. Eat your vegetables. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And like I said, I like what you said too, Melissa. It, it's not the same as a pill. Mm-hmm. Right, so just taking vitamin A and not eating things like carrots and bell peppers, who are rich in vitamin A,、uh, it's not the same because、mm-hmm. in fruits and vegetables, there's other minerals and other antioxidants we don't even know about、mm-hmm. that are doing a job. And I tell people it's like a symphony. You know, when you eat a you know a vitamin, it's just like playing the trumpet, like a soloist, right?、Mm-hmm. Uh, but our body doesn't usually work like that. What it works like is multiple different types of antioxidants working together to lower inflammation. And we've actually been able to show this with blood work that people who eat a heavier plant based diet seem to be lower in their inflammatory markers.、Mm-hmm. Now, Melissa, it doesn't mean you can't have meat. Yeah, yeah. And I think, you know, we kind of emphasize that every time we talk about plants, you know, it's not always about, you know, having to eliminate everything else. But、mm-hmm. if you put a, a focus on fruits and vegetables and kind of bulk, Up your diet with those. Yeah. It does crowd out some of the other things that are less healthy,、mm-hmm. the processed foods.、Um, and yeah, you know, if, if you like meat, have it. Yeah. But usually our portions could be less and just, you know, add your. Extra fruits and vegetables. Yeah, yeah. Which, you know, the second thing that we'll bring out when it comes to food. So, we talked about the antioxidants in food, the fiber in food.、Mm-hmm. So, I think there's been a couple of observational studies looking at people with higher fiber types of diets、uh, have less colorectal cancer.、Mm-hmm. Uh, and this is actually probably true, again, even in some of the poorer countries. Poorer countries sometimes have lower colon cancer risks than we do.、Mm-hmm. And you're kind of like, how does, how does that happen?、Uh, and it's because their food has lots of fiber and、mm-hmm. fiber feeds the gut bacteria. And if the gut bacteria is happy, inflammation in the gut stays low. Yeah. And there's a lot of new research coming out for、um, the microbiome's role in cancer,、mm-hmm. not only colorectal cancer, but cancer in other areas of the body. They're finding that cancers have. Like their own microbiome in,、yeah. in some cases. So there's a, a lot of new research going into that.、Um, but it does make sense. You know,、mm-hmm. it, it's kind of one of those things, well, you know, that would make sense if your, you say, gut microbiome is off. There's more inflammatory environment、mm-hmm. that would, you know, give cells the opportunity to change, you know. So、um, it makes sense that we've got a long way to go to,、mm-hmm. you know, really have anything definitive on that. But You know, it would it would make sense.、So. Yeah, yeah. And again, this is not like,、uh, it's both fibers, right? So soluble and insoluble.、Mm-hmm. So this isn't just like taking a supplement, like、yeah. a fiber, fiber one bar, who is essentially just high chocolate bar with a little bit of fiber powder in there. This is fruits and vegetables again. You know,、mm-hmm. celery is a lot of insoluble fiber.、Uh, kale is a lot of insoluble fiber. The cruciferous vegetables like broccoli and cauliflower, they're full of fiber. And they, it's just like, again, it's not one thing, it's、mm-hmm. multiple. Different types playing together. And right, when the gut bacteria gets happy, we had a whole episode on gut bacteria. The body seems to run better.、Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. And and I think with cruciferous vegetables, too,、mm-hmm. they have other components that also seem to be a little bit protective as well.、Mm-hmm. So,、um, so yeah, just having that variety, having real food、mm-hmm. um, goes a long way. 
Yeah. Now moving on to number two, mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, exercise. Yeah. Uh, we have said it over and over and over again that if you want a nice, long, healthy, active health span that matches a nice, long. Lifespan, you've got to exercise. Mm-hmm. We're not telling you to go do CrossFit and do like a hundred, you know, push-ups and pull-ups at the same time. But what we're saying is a naturally active life seems to make a really big difference on how uh, your body heals things, right? How you sleep at night, which is really important, and how cells fix themselves. Um, it makes your body more efficient at blood flow and immunity and stuff like that. So, a nice, healthy immune system because you're really active, because your muscles and blood flow is efficient. Is I mean it's big on all cause mortality, but also cancer mortality. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and some of some of these mechanisms we don't always understand, but we mm-hmm. do see a correlation on. You know, I know that there have been studies more specifically looking at breast cancer and how people who exercise tend to do better even through their treatment Mm -hmm. and respond to treatment better. Um, We may not know why a person's outcomes are better, but there is some correlation that these people who exercise had better outcomes than the people who didn't. Mm -hmm. Um, The same goes with prevention, you know, um, just people that that exercise can sometimes have lower rates of certain types of cancer. Mm -hmm. So there may be some protective benefit. Yeah, yeah. And speaking of like these lifestyle patterns with nutrition and exercise, the the role of fasting in cancer is still in the air. Mm -hmm. I mean, there are some preliminary, maybe mechanistic studies that show that fasting uh, seems to help the cell repair and but uh, all that being said, the data is not conclusive at all. So if you want to do it, have at it. If you don't want to, you don't have to, but just something to think about. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And all these three things essentially attack obesity, mm-hmm. right? Which we know obesity is a risk factor. We did a poll on Facebook and everybody got it right. <laughs> uh, but obesity is linked with like 13 cancers. Yeah. Uh, it just increases the risk of it. Yeah. And we don't know if it's something to do with the, um, process of obesity and is it is a condition that sometimes affects our whole you know metabolic health Mm -hmm. and kind of is its own metabolic conditions in some ways but um also the the lifestyle things that lead to obesity may also be the same type of lifestyle things that can lead to cancer so it may just be that it's kind of a coincidental thing yeah right so maintaining a healthy weight uh is crucial and i think we talked in our past podcast with uh dr herring with children starting young is important you know we've had patients actually that have really taken it on themselves to live healthier for their children and take their children to the store and teach them how to cook and teach them to eat different things like starting young to develop a healthy palate to develop develop a healthy weight really makes it easier to keep that weight as we age so when we know like i said we're not quite sure is it the obesity itself because we know the fat cells do secrete a lot of different hormones is it the process of becoming obese so the the lifestyle maybe the poor eating the nutrition all that being said changing the nutrition improving the exercise plus or minus fasting getting the weight under control that actually will lower cancer risk mm-hmm. yeah yeah so melissa make sure we're good moving on from um I guess necessary things like exercise and food. Let's move to tobacco. Mm-hmm. We there's no it's 2023. 
<laughs> we should know by now. Yeah, there's no benefit of tobacco um, and only risk, really. Mm-hmm. You know, so we we know that um, we know that it causes cancer, and that's that's smoking, that's smokeless tobacco. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, oral and throat cancers. You know, um, it's it's a difficult way to, or you know, disease to to get through. Um, and you know, it's it's one of those things that you can easily reduce your risk mm-hmm. instantly by. Um, quitting those yeah yeah no i would say um i think and this is probably what most epidemiologists will say that the the increase in life expectancy in the united states has not largely been attributed to better diet but actually stop smoking mm-hmm. um so you know back in the day doctors would smoke oh yeah, yeah. like at the, at the nurse's station yeah. yeah at the lung doctor lung doctor mm-hmm. smoke and this kid mm-hmm. have asthma they would tell like women just smoke a cigarette it'll help you calm down <laughs> Golly, say to, that today i know unless i'm hoping like in 30 years when people aren't like you know back in a day mm-hmm. day with dr chin said this i was like mm-hmm. yeah um but right i mean there is zero benefit of course we don't have any randomized trials with tobacco it's not like you can tell people you smoke and you don't and let me watch you in 20 years but we, what we say the effect size so the people mm-hmm. who smoke in those observation trials where we just watch them the effect size of death and cancer is literally, I think the most recent study I read was 20-fold different mm-hmm. versus people who don't smoke. Not saying people who don't smoke don't get lung cancer. Mm-hmm. It ha- everyone's what happens. But man, mm-hmm. when people who smoke, their risk is significantly higher. Yeah, yeah. It, it's significantly higher. Um, and it goes, your risk goes up the longer you do smoke. Mm-hmm. So, um, and your risk starts to go down when you stop. So yeah. it's okay to, you know, it's not, you're not too far gone. Exactly. <laughs> you can exactly. put it down. That's right. Right. And yeah. It, yeah, exactly. And it does the same thing we talked about, right? Inflammation in the lungs, inflammation in the esophagus, inflammation in the mouth causes mutations in the DNA. The DNA don't recover because we're constantly smoking. And it's an additive thing. So most people, if they smoke for a year, they don't have any issues. But if they smoke for 20 years, they're going to have lots of issues, more than just cancer, heart disease, stroke risk. I mean, it's mm-hmm. just a bad thing. And we've got plenty of things now from medication from hypnosis from mindfulness from apps we've got all sorts of things that can help people quit but of course the first step is the person themselves have to want to Mm -hmm. yeah and not and try not to replace it with another unhealthy habit you know a lot of people are quitting you know cigarettes and going to like the vaping um we don't know what those are going to do to us yet but you could probably guess that you know if you're inhaling a foreign substance into your lungs Mm -hmm. every day um it probably will have a similar effect to Mm -hmm. tobacco yeah yeah from a gas station yeah (laughs) yeah and who knows what's in there yeah yeah yeah. Mm -hmm. so one aspect you don't trust cholesterol medicine Mm -hmm. but you will inhale something from a gas station (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> exactly. So I think the take on point, and by now, right, every commercial, everything on the boxes, they've increased taxes. And as the rate has gone down, I mean, you can't smoke in restaurants, you can't smoke in hotels. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, it is actually working and it is, it's helped a lot mm-hmm. um, to the point that now lifestyle, like nutrition exercise, is becoming a bigger issue. But all that being said, if you're thinking about quitting or if you're scared of cancer and you're still smoking, the first thing we got to do is just stop that. Mm hmm. 
Yes. All right, Melissa. Moving on, alcohol.、Mm-hmm. Alcohol is a big one.、Um, alcohol causes stomach cancer, esophagus cancer.、Um, it causes liver cirrhosis, which leads to liver cancer. So,、mm-hmm. all these things can be caused by excess. So, yeah, the key is excess, excessive alcohol、mm-hmm. drinking, binge drinking,、mm-hmm. things of that nature. But that is also one that maybe, unfortunately, is still very normalized in the United、mm-hmm. States. But it's definitely not good for you. Yeah, and I don't think people. Kind of draw that correlation as much with alcohol, but it is one of those. I mean, even in、um, yeah, again in breast cancer, there's been some correlation that you know there's a little higher risk with steady alcohol. So it affects your body in so many different ways, and we don't always understand all of them. We、mm-hmm. can only draw some of these correlations. Yeah, but.、Um, That we know that yeah, there's a, a direct effect.、So. Yeah, so yeah, especially post pandemic, drinking has gone up significantly.、Um, and so, if it is something again, if you're scared of cancer and you drink a lot, that is one area to look at to. Cutting back on、mm-hmm. uh, alcohol, unfortunately, is something that you can't stop cold turkey. Or if you drink excessively, you have to be cautious about stopping cold turkey.、Mm-hmm. Uh, we tell people there's two things in the world: if you withdraw from, it'll kill you.、Um, alcohol being one of them, and benzos like Xanax and Valium and Klonopin, those being the other. Even heroin and I mean, you know. The narcotic hydrocodone. I mean, you'll feel like you want to die if you're withdrawing, but it won't kill you.、Uh, but these two can. So cutting back alcohol, especially if you drink a lot, you do want to talk to a physician or a、mm-hmm. provider to kind of have a strategy on how to do it and watching things like blood pressure and heart rate.、Mm-hmm. Yeah, don't just stop. <laughs> <Yeah> . <laughs> um, okay, Melissa. I was we're winding、uh, winding up. I just want to touch a couple of off topics.、Mm-hmm. First thing,、uh, this idea that I have to get. Organic, non-GMO fruits and vegetables. Otherwise, they don't count. I mean, what is? What are we there? Yeah, you know, and w- we may have to do a whole another episode <laughs> on like GMO and、mm-hmm. organics and things like that.、Um, you know, the place that GMOs came from was an effort to say like make. Crops more、mm-hmm. robust, so that you can feed more people、yeah. and things like that.、Um, you know, it wasn't done as like, you know, <laughs> any, with like any malicious intent or、right. anything like that. It's not like some conspiracy. It was.、Mm-hmm. It's truly born out of you know trying to make、yeah. make crops,、um, you know, more sustainable and you know, be able to feed everybody. Yeah,、um, and really the. The process and the things that are available to us in our grocery store、mm-hmm. are fine, right? Yeah, <laughs> and you don't you don't have to look, you know, and buy things that you know specifically say like、mm-hmm. you know organic or non GMO or things like that.、Um, Uh, and th- I think that's where a lot of people say that eating healthy is expensive mm-hmm, because mm-hmm. those types of foods that use that type of label mark their price up because they know people will pay more for them.、Um, so they're the ones that are really <laughs> like, you know,、um, yeah. with you know trying to get your money. But、um, <laughs> but yes, you know, just to ease people's mind, there's you know. There, 
<laughs> I'm trying to say this like tactfully. Um, but yes, you you can feel feel mm-hmm. good about going to your local grocery store mm-hmm. and buying good fruits and vegetables and and getting what you need there. Exactly. Yeah, you don't have to. I mean, if you want to, you got the money, you want the resources, you want to buy organic bell peppers, have at it. But if you just want to buy regular bell peppers, yeah, you can buy that. Absolutely. And it's, you know, it kind of goes to where like if you're going to choose between the $7 bag of Doritos mm-hmm. or, you know, the, you know, 50 cent bell pepper, yeah. but you're not going to eat the bell pepper because there's a possibility <laughs> that it's from a GMO crop, mm-hmm. but you'll eat the, you know, it's like, it's kind of one of those things like yes. it's okay to buy the less expensive produce if you're eating, like if you're eating fruits and vegetables, you know, and for most people, the lack of fruits and vegetables is more dangerous than the potential exposure to GMO or any type of like pesticide or things like that. in those minimal amounts Mm -hmm. um, that we may get exposed to with consuming fruits and vegetables. Yeah. So please. (laughs) (laughs) Exactly. It's more dangerous to avoid them. Absolutely. Yeah. 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 So exactly. So again, I think that's just, if you want to go organic, fine. But it's from a health standpoint, it probably makes very little difference in the long run. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, the second thing, I guess we'll start wrapping up these outward things, vaccines. Uh, it's a hot topic right now because people are really skeptical of vaccines. And unfortunately, some of it's self-inflicted by the healthcare community. But HPV vaccine. Mm-hmm. Now, I'll say this. This is probably when I was growing up, one of the first times I saw a bunch of pushback. Mm-hmm. Against, I mean, you heard a little bit about MMR and autism, but that f- has been like laid to bed uh, over and over and over in scientific studies. But HPV, which is a virus that causes cervical cancer and penile cancer, um, it's probably one of the first vaccines that we've shown that target a virus that are known to cause cancer and mm-hmm. seems to have benefit already. Mm-hmm. So certain Nordic countries that really up to, to had good uptake of that vaccine has way less cervical cancer than places that didn't. Mm-hmm. And again, it's just observation, but it's already starting to look that way. Um, this might be something to consider. And unfortunately, it got, I don't know how it got so tied up in all sorts of protests, but mm-hmm. it seems to work. Yeah, you know, and... You know, any vaccine, any medication mm-hmm. can have its risks. Um, but I think with the spread of, you know, social media and just information being more readily available, mm-hmm. those like one in a million chances get like spread so much further and yes. it scares people. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, even back when I like I got the HPV vaccine when I was like early, like maybe around 20, I guess mm-hmm. it was pretty new at the time. Yeah. You know, there were maybe some side effects, so they maybe like sit there afterwards. But mm-hmm. the way my doctor described it, he was like, "This is one cancer that we can prevent yeah. almost definitively. Yeah. This cancer does not occur without HPV. Yeah, and if we can prevent HPV, we will prevent this cancer every right. time." So, you know, I got the vaccine. I did find this was like twenty years ago now. Mm-hmm. So, mm-hmm. um. You know, it's kind of one of those things that, yeah, talk with your doctor. It's still largely shown to be mm-hmm. safe and effective. Yeah, exactly. And again, it's one of the few ones that we have. And again, at the end of the day, people can decide what they want to do. But from a data standpoint, it seems to work really, really well. And, you know, it's, it's probably related to a, you know, a significantly lower risk of, 
this cancer that we can finally stop. Mm-hmm. And no one wants like cervical cancer and penile cancer. Yeah. Yeah. Sounds horrible. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> um, another one uh, vaccine wise is hepatitis B vaccine. So hepatitis B is also a sexually transmitted, um, mostly uh, virus that hits the liver, increases chances of cirrhosis, which increases chances of liver cancer. Uh, hepatitis B vaccine seems to be able to block that. I mean, all us healthcare workers had to take it because mm-hmm. of chances of risk. I've been exposed so many times with blood, you know, working on surgery and stuff like that. Um, but that vaccine does a good job preventing it at a really, really high rate. So the chance of liver cancer becomes really low. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And that's another one that it used to be kind of like your choice to get it when you, um, entered the medical field or no, it wasn't your choice anymore. Like they want you to get it if you go into the medical field, but now it's part of like routine childhood series. Mm -hmm. Um, and, and yeah, definitely safe and effective. Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, to wrap everything up, Melissa, because we did a good job talking about prevention, uh, step one, cancer is a matter of your cells going crazy, multiplying out of control, having mutations, mutations, sometimes genetic random, what we call it wild type, but a lot of times can be affected by inflammation, inflammation from things like alcohol and poor diet and, um, you know, lack of exercise. And so now that we know what's happening, changing the lifestyle with these things can help. Mm -hmm. Yeah, there's a lot of things that you can do. It doesn't have to be just something that happens to you. Mm -hmm. Um, There's things that you can do to keep yourself healthy and reduce your risk. Exactly. And these are things that we always tell people, these are decade long things, right? Mm -hmm. So if you make a change with your nutrition, it's not going to be like, I did it for three months, I didn't see anything. Like, you know, even with cancer, it takes decades to form. So with these lifestyle modifications, we, we prefer slow and steady, small changes until it becomes habit. And once it becomes habit, it becomes easy to do and you're good to go. Yeah. And of course, some of these vaccines, definitely consider them. Not mm-hmm. telling you to take them or not to take them, but mm-hmm. they can be protective. Yeah. All right. Well, Melissa, another excellent episode. Yeah. Enjoy your vacation. Thanks. <laughs>